Hey y'all! That's my line. That's... My name. My name is Andrew Jones, and I'm here backstage <laughs> at the Are You Movie Mad Pod with Johnny Ellis. This is adorable. Is this how awkward I sound? <laughs> like usually. Uh, he, hi, he, I'm Johnny Ellis. He 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 claims he's Movie Mad. Are you Movie Mad? I am indeed. Well, I Move Mad is also the name of this podcast, in which we're also now doing backstage at the podcast venue, in which we usually do it, which is very confusing. It's like we're doing it backstage and at the same time. So technically, if we're doing, if we're actually hosting the show, but we're backstage at the hosting of the show, in the venue we've hosted it, uh, is now this backstage now the stage, and now the stage is technically the front stage, or maybe it's uh, the reverse backstage. Oh, um, now, not... now the venue is the green room, and the green room is the venue. I'm going to regret saying this, I know, but the first thing I thought was maybe our tethered are up on stage. Okay, well, that doesn't seem possible because, you know, we can look out there right now and I can't hear any. Can you hear anything out over there? No, good, that's good. No, so uh, <clears throat> they wouldn't go above the ground. In this. Yes, that's true. They're planning a worldwide domination takeover hands across America, and they're not. Yeah. They're not. That, that, yeah. that, that doesn't come to fruition. Because this is England, not America. No, because, you know, Jordan Peele only works sometimes. And those times he does work, you know, are great. The other times he doesn't work, he should get out. Have you tried his um his TV show, The uh, Twilight Zone? Have I tried The Twilight Zone? His TV show, famously. Yes, his... his... <laughs> that Rod Serling was like, it. consider for a moment, Jordan Peele has the rights to my TV show. I call it his TV show now. <laughs> Submit a few approval. No, I... No, I have watched a I have watched uh, what did I watch? I did the uh, the Adam Scott Terror at 30,000 30, 30, feet remake. All right. I was like, yep, I've seen this one twice before with uh, John Lithgow and Bill Shatner. And, He's 90 uh, years old as of yesterday. Oh, well, we're going to date the recording, are we? Sorry. <laughs> we dated the last one. He's a uh, Fast Fridays. Uh, Fast Fridays coming in a month's time. <laughs> In a month's time, behind the yes, scenes, no, behind uh, the backstage thing. Wacky Bill Shatner is ninety years young. Yes, he is. Indeed, he is. Um, and all he's got left is his bones. That's his character, what? isn't it? <laughs> why are we? Um, why are we backstage at? Are you movie mad pod? Uh, that's uh, at. Are you? Movie mad <laughs> underscore pod. pod. Underscore pod. Is that a thing? Are you moving mad pod? Are you movie underscore mad? Are you moving mad? Pod at hotmail.com. Letterboxd for you is movie mad. <laughs> but Twitter for you is movie underscore mad. And Instagram is the same for both you and the movie mad accounts. Yep. Isn't that fun? There you go. Why are we here? Why? Why? We? Because we're doing we're doing this uh, outside of any expectations. Last week we were cool, right? We 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 tried to be cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was where was that set? Where was that set? Um, LA. And what industry was it set in? The music industry. Right now, where is the other big music industry location? Oh, in Music City. Now, where's Music City, baby? Uh, music City is in Nashville, baby. And where's Nashville? Nashville is in our hearts. And where's our hearts in Nashville? What what what, what state of the union is that? Tennessee. Right, we're doing a film called Tennessee. Nashville. Oh. We're, doing, we're doing Nashville. <laughs> Maybe we are. We're doing Nashville, the TV show, every Friday on Backstage. We with are Bird. indeed. 
And now we're doing Robert Altman's Nashville on this episode of the podcast because I didn't get it in time for starting up last time for the... Uh, <laughs> for t- I didn't time it with the end of the first season. I didn't right. time it with the start of the first episode of uh, Black Flag: right. State of the Bluebird. And he didn't. So want to wait. we're doing it now because uh, by the time we finish season two of Black Season Bluebird, it might end up being in the Heights time. And uh, oh, okay. If we're going to do music, and that. hey, spoiler alert: we might be doing music another musical month around the time for In the Heights. And I'm not going to put this in there in place of a musical I actually want to watch. Oh, good. So you do actually want to watch? Um, um... No. Whatever you're about to say, I do actually want to watch Love Never Dies, the sequel to Phantom of the Opera. Okay, so we're doing this. (laughs) And you know how I watched uh, uh, Get uh, Get Shorty before... I re-watched Get Shorty before I watched uh, Be Cool. Yeah, that was a choice you made. Yeah, and do you know the choice you you have to make? Uh, It's not a choice if it says (laughs) false... I'm going to send you the Blu-ray. And okay. do you know what I'm going to do? <laughs> you're gonna I'm going to sign up to TikTok to post TikTok of me burning the Blu-ray, smashing it <laughs> apart, and then desubscribing from TikTok, making sure it hasn't got any of my details, because I'm pretty sure it might be part of some sort of giant hacking scheme. <laughs> it's a part of the Great Reset. It's, that. it's a TikTok all along. I don't get it. Is that a Falcon of the Winter Soldier reference? No, no, there's just a thing. It's it's just a conspiracy theory. A classic uh, Falcon of the Winter Soldier song. It was TikTok all along. <laughs> I'm down with it. I watched the Justice League. <laughs> Went to the cinema to see it, didn't I? Yeah. Evox, uh, 40X. I saw it. I saw the four-hour cut because I watched it in a double bill with Paddington 2 and that was a four-hour... <laughs> theatrical experience so i watched the four okay. of justice league and you know what the first hour and a half was beautiful it kind of fell apart after that but the first hour and a half wonderful hmm. and also the half hour afterwards when it was just me going to grab a drink and a hot dog and then sitting down and watching adverts and trailers also not so bad yeah then the justice league started <laughs> but the, the prologue was really good the paddington prologue <laughs> paddington prologue Makes you wonder what happened to him in, in Justice League Day because they don't make any reference. Well, you know when Superman gives you a hard stare, it destroys the world. Well, when uh-huh. he gives you a hard stare, it destroys him and his oh. soul. The is sad and alone and just munching down marmalade sandwiches the entire time. Um, now, you've seen... What is... Hold up a second, it's me, Stephen. Oh, okay. I've got myself a mother box. Oh, it's covered in it. So marmalade! You're obsessed. You clearly want to watch the Snyder Cut. Oh, sorry, uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League, as it has to be called. Uh, yeah, no, I'm not going to watch that right now. I'm waiting until it's updated on HBO Max because I want to watch uh, Justice League as great. Yes, yeah. Yes, uh, I On the MPAA rating for it, it says Justice League is grey. I did um, I did see the news about that, and my awful, awful mind went, well, maybe. <laughs> you know, but yeah, but if you wanted to do that, you could have just reset your saturation on your TV or laptop and yeah. you were playing around with that and then adjusted it to make it black and white to the level that he would have done. True. You could base it on one of the clips he's posted in black and white and be like, right, yep, this is exactly how that looked in that sense. So it's all exactly the same. So you can't say, oh, it's not just flipping a switch. No, you can adjust your own saturation point to make it exact and then brightness, darkness levels. Mm. So fuck you. <laughs> we're talking about Robert Altman. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Now you've you've seen um you've seen Nashville before, right? The, nope. the film. Nope. No? 
Nope. Oh, so it's new for both of us. Not, it's um, not new for me. I have. Do you want to get into uh, previously watched? No, 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 no. No, no. We'll, we'll do it because I made it an hour in and I didn't feel compelled to continue. Okay, but you feel because like I would. Two hour forty-five well, it's a, it's a let's get it done because it's something you want to watch. It's relevant to the podcast. And indeed. as of this time, I, it is available in Dolby Vision 4K on iTunes. So I'm going to watch it on my 4K TV and see how that looks. I've got a feeling. Decent shots. I think there's going to be some decent shots. And Henry Gibson look nice because I like I, I am hoping for decent music. That's my main concern. Now I'm concerned because uh, the uh, I, I watched the George Lucas talk show, right? Every Sunday on Twitch. Never mention it. It's been my thing that's kept me going. It's been yeah. my sensitive spot. And a couple of months ago, they had uh, Mad Men's Rich Summer on. He's a frequent okay. guest. And uh, Connor Ratliff, who plays George Lucas, made him uh, recite individual words for a while until he started making him recite sentences. Which turned out he was reciting lyrics to a song called I'm Easy from the Nashville soundtrack, to which yeah. someone else puts those individual pieces to music. And uh, last week on uh, Oops or Bumpers, the special edition episode of the, pod- the uh, podcast, not a podcast, the world's worst podcast, it's the greatest, it's the internet's right. called talk show. G- quote unquote, George Lucas revealed that he had a special vinyl printed of just <laughs> that cut of it with a fake Nashville soundtrack and vinyl sleeve as well. <laughs> that's it for Star Wars and uh, I've got a bad feeling that this song might be a, an integral emotional point of the film and I'm going to start giggling oh god <laughs> I love how you just fit in I've got a bad feeling about this when talking about George Lucas podcast uh, most profitable joke of all time <laughs> um, yeah I'm I'm hoping for some good music I'm hoping for a good soundtrack at the very least um, I'm wondering who's going to be playing Rainer James who's going to be playing Deacon Claiborne it's it's um, it's crazy that uh, Robert Altman had a couple of movies that end up becoming very successful TV shows. What what were the uh, other movies? Mash, obviously. Sorry, Match. Match. All right. Oh, sorry. M asterisk A asterisk S asterisk H. Oh, M asterisk A asterisk S asterisk H. Rolls off the tongue. Yes, really does. Um, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to this. I'm I'm. I'm looking forward to it, but I'm also a bit trepidatious. That's um, a big word. I know. Almost as big as Nashville. Bigger than Nashville, I suppose. Hey, how big nothing's is bigger. Nothing's bigger than Nashville. No, uh, that's not true. <laughs> I can name you a state that's bigger than Nashville. Go on. Texas. Everything's bigger than Texas. If Nashville was in Texas, nothing would be bigger than Nashville. Yeah, but that's true, I suppose. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I've, I've wanted to watch this for a good while. Um, and... And also a bad one. You had a, a bad, bad, uh, bad yeah. luck. You were like, oh, but I watched Nashville. <laughs> no matter what um, happens. Now I don't know. The, the cover is looks really weird because it's like it's a microphone, isn't it? But it looks really weird for a microphone. Oh, I can't see the cover right now. I'm gonna have to find oh, right. a poster for it for you. It's like a silver thing that's got arms and legs, and it's but you can only really see one of the legs, and it's holding a an America hat um, and like sort of tipping not tipping but it's, it's holding it aloft it's uh, got dancers it's legs yes dancers legs so but is, like, it, is it a microphone? it is definitely a microphone yeah a studio mic and omnidirectional by the looks of it actually 
<laughs> or at least bi-directional. Hashtag Mike Talk. Um, is, oh, oh, his name has got to be Mike, right? Mike the Mike. Um, how do you, why do you think it's a he? Why, why are you assigning gender to an object? Well, why do you, and if you're assigning a gender, why is it a binary? Why, why couldn't it be a he? It could be, but it might not yeah. choose to be. It might not be. Leave right. is his wife. Mike can be a girl's name too, if you're going to go for that way. You want yeah. proof? Michael is a lead character of Star Trek Discovery. Ah, I've yet to discover that. <laughs> it is not interesting. Um, hopefully Nashville will be. I, the fact that you didn't last more than an hour and a half. Was it an hour, I, and, an hour, an hour and a half? No, not even an hour. Oh, I'm not big with Altman. Right. Okay. I will say, I, um, since we did uh, our unfortunate Prairie Home Companion episode last year, before right. discovering that uh, Garrison Keeler is uh, Garrison Awful. But uh, I do still listen to that soundtrack. Right, the soundtrack's fine. Uh, don't listen to Garrison Keeler stuff. Garrison Keeler, bad man. Yeah. Um, I did watch Gosford Park last year. Okay. <sighs> I'm not a Downton Abbey fan. I think if you're a Downton Abbey fan, it's for you. Uh, okay, maybe it, uh, Ungodly. Absolutely tedious. Oh. And uh, I tried the player again a couple of weird months ago and uh, still don't get why people love the player. And uh, years ago, Arrow sent me the long goodbye with uh, Elliot Gould. Right. I, yeah, I heard, oh, it's great. It's the thing that they base the Big Lebowski on that's the most tonally thing consistent. I'm like, oh, this is boring. This is boring. I still have not yet seen, of course, Shelley Duvall as Olive Oil and Robin Williams as Popeye in uh, Robert Altman's musical Popeye. I wouldn't mind watching that. I'm so fascinated by what the fuck that is. Yeah. And uh, obviously the Seaside Town in Malta, which is still there, still painted like that. <laughs> so you can still go to the set of Popeye. Didn't know that. Um, yep. Maybe we'll so have to like, do it. It's like that village from the... It's like that village from the yeah, prisoner. We'll do the prisoner. We'll do a, do a whole run of the prisoner at the prisoner village as well. Yeah. These are things we'll do post pandemic. <laughs> Let, let's set up some insane goals because I miss doing anything and I will do everything. We'll, we'll do the uh, Nashville finale in Nashville. Tennessee? Or is there another Nashville? Tennessee. Oh, I guess a long and way to go. Bird. Oh, God. You can't get into the Bluebird. We have to do it backstage. All right. There's an idea. If we take to the actual stage at the room to do the podcast, that's a problem. Yeah, that's that kind true. of nullifies the entire show. But then we can have the last episodes on stage at the Bluebird. Then people will be like, "But where's the final episode of backstage at the room?" Mm-hmm. If the if the penultimate one was the final episode, then why did they not make a song and dance about that? Why did they make a song <laughs> and dance on stage at the Bluebird? Because we didn't want to. Um, we didn't want to. You know, um, jinx it. If we made a song and dance about the. The penultimate episode being the last episode of Backstage with Bluebird, then things would fall through and we wouldn't be able to be on stage with Bluebird for on stage with Bluebird, the first and final episode of And of course, we are going to do a uh, Jinx podcast where it's always talking about uh, Die Another Day and Halle Berry's character in that show. <laughs> That's still one of my uh, the most impressive things I've ever witnessed in regards to you was a film quiz. At a film quiz, uh, there was a music round and Barely two beats into the song, you're like, that's die another day. I I don't even Yeah. Before before the I still It was just the tone. 
was immediately that's Madonna's day another day. Uh, I still, I still, I still think about that regularly. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I'm in awe. Um, what can I say? I'm a musical genius. Well, let's uh, let's anti your genius. Well, your musical genius with Nashville. What do you hope to get out of this? Genuinely, as a fan, genuinely, or, um, as a fan of Nashville. I was a fan of country music and I'm assuming Nashville. Yes. Um, the location. Well, I'm I'm intrigued about because this is what, 70s, I want to say? 75. 75. Uh, um, around the centenary. Duo centenary? Ah, slap bang. Slap bang in, in the middle of it then. Um, okay. So um, I, I'm intrigued to see what Nashville looks like back then because I don't really have much. Like, you know, I wonder. Well, what if it looks like uh, Neo Soul in Cloud Atlas? Why would I remember that? Because it's Neo Soul and it's Cloud Atlas. Cloud Atlas was a good film. Was it? You don't, you don't, yeah, you don't like Cloud Atlas. I saw it, but I don't remember liking it enough. I know you saw it, but did you, did you see Cloud Atlas with Hugh Grant? I saw, and, uh, I saw Cloud Atlas, but I don't you go remember. Weaving, and, of, and, and your landlord was in it. My landlord? Oh, oh, right. yes. Timothy Broadbent was in it. Um, Paddington was in there, and you were there. <laughs> and you were there. Um, yeah, so I'm hoping I'm hoping to like to see a lot of Nashville. I'm hoping Nashville is a character, um, and I'm hoping uh, for a killer soundtrack that I will add to my bangers. Um, okay, your killer soundtrack will feature Charles Manson, a bit of Ed Gein. Yes. What else are you going for here? <laughs> um, Wayne Gacy? Uh, yes, yeah. Bye, mate. Um, <laughs> D- Dharma? Dharma? Is this a lost soundtrack? Je- Jeffrey Dharma and Greg. Oh. Um, yeah, so I'm, I, I'm hoping for original, at least as it was back then, music. Uh, maybe original music where I'm like, oh, I didn't know this was this came from this film. Um, it'd be nice to have a little couple of country music uh, legends kind of cameo. I mean, it's too much to hope for Johnny Cash. I think I would have known about this. You point. would have known that. Yeah. Um, but you know, maybe Dolly Parton or something. Who? Dolly Parton. Oh, what does she sing? What's her Everything. famous song? Everything. She's a nine no, What's her famous song she sings? Nine to five. Vaccine, 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 vaccine. Oh, I forgot about that. Her famous song. Um, And I'm hoping for just a fun time. I'm hoping it goes by quickly. Two hours, 40 minutes is quite daunting. No? Are you not daunted by it? I can't speak to the dauntingness because it's too daunting. Yeah, fair enough. It daunts my mind, <laughs> and my dreams. I wake at night going, Nashville. <laughs> I should say, you know, the other week I did Lord's Arabia again with my family. Oh wow! And then uh, on last Saturday, my father and I sat down and watched The Great Escape in 4K. Oh, how long is The Great Escape? That's two hours fifty. Oh wow! Which oh, is yeah. shorter than I thought it would be, but it's also longer than you know it should That's be. That's longer than I thought it would be. No, I always remember it being one of the... It was always like, uh, that's on ITV at the same time on Christmas Day as uh, Sound of Music is on Channel 5. Oh, and yeah. those are your Christmas movies. Right. Those are your three-hour Christmas films. One for the boys, one for the girls. 
Oh. And now we don't um, need to watch the Great Escape because we've got Chicken Run. Yes, exactly. And really, who needs the Great Escape? And how long is 3D? Chicken Run is, uh, I think, 85 minutes. Oh, that's perfect. It's such a swift. And if they just replaced Mel Gibson with someone who wasn't hateful, we'd love it. Yeah. It sucks um, that he's there. So um, I'm trying to think what else I'm hoping for. I'm hoping for some concert scenes. Um, just scenes of people at a concert. No, no, no. Uh, concert scenes are like Walk the Line and stuff like what, that. What if, uh, what if uh, the concert Heart. scenes are like Rolling Stones on stage and then the Hells Angels come by? And ship I mean, and I'd, stab a guy to death. I'd go for that as well. You'd, you'd, you'd go for like full on Jimmy Shelter popping up. Yeah, why not? Because um, you know you don't want death in your film, do you? A bit of um, American Utopia with uh, just the band running around with. What are you talking about uh, here? Yeah, with their uh, their instruments attached to them. That's a lot to ask for in '75. Ah, we've got two hours and 40 minutes. They can to speak. attach instruments. Well, they're not Tetsuo of the Iron Man. They're <laughs> not going to suddenly have cymbal heads. What are you hoping for? Me? I'm Considering hoping... you've watched just under an hour of it. I'm hoping I uh, get into it this time. Yeah. Sorry. laugh. Well, I want to like the Lily Tomlin of it all. Ooh, yes. That's the key part. I like Lily Tomlin. Who doesn't? Um, well, shall we, shall we head into Nashville? Yeah, who doesn't like Lily Tomlin? Who doesn't like Lily? David O. Russell. Oh, oh God, yeah. <laughs> but think about David O. Russell. He hearts Huckabees. You know what I say to him? Fuckabees. I said it. I said Fuckabees. I thought you were going to uh, end there. No. I thought that was going to be the, uh, the oh, ref- I'm, ref- I'm referencing an episode we did. On yeah, the- yeah. On the film I Heart Huckabees, currently, I believe, now on Disney Star. Yes, I believe it is. Uh, Probably in high definition, space. so uh, better than you'll be able to find it anywhere else. <laughs> as his office space, but that's not in 4K. Yeah, so, uh, we got lucky. Yeah, we do it well. Um, well, shall we? Uh, shall we head into Nashville and um, and make good on the promise gush. to bring you all the Nashville content you could possibly ask for? All the Nashville content I could possibly ask for. We are a content provider. Robert Altman's Nashville is five days in the lives of 24 unforgettable people. That's a lot of characters, so listen closely. Lily Tomlin is a gospel singer who strays just a bit when she has a one-night stand with Keith Carradine, a hot young rock singer. Ned Beatty is her husband who doesn't suspect a thing. Henry Gibson is the number one country and western singer who's being tempted to run for governor. His sidekick, Barbara Baxley, drinks a bit and talks a lot. And his son, Dave Peel, is sort of attracted to Geraldine Chaplin, who plays a starstruck reporter from BBC TV. Ronnie Blakely is the adored singing star on the verge of a breakdown. Alan Garfield is the husband trying to save her life and her career. Scott Glenn is the quiet soldier who worships her from afar. Karen Black is the rival singer who dresses like a sweet little prom queen. But don't let that fool you. Michael Murphy is the campaign manager who'll promise anything, especially to Gwen Wells, a waitress who dreams of being in the spotlight and may have to do a lot of things she never dreamed of to get there. Robert Doki is the one man who tries to tell her the truth. 
Shelley Duval is the wide-eyed groupie doing what all groupies do so well. Keenan Wynn is the uncle who doesn't understand this wild girl in the sequined hot pants. David Hayward is the sensitive young boy who answers the room for rent sign and who has a big surprise in store for everyone. Christina Raines is the female singer in a trio who's married to one of them, Alan Nichols, but spends a lot of time with the other one. And David Arkin is the chauffeur who knows all the inside stories and is ready to tell them. Timothy Brown is a black singer who's made it, but not everybody is happy about that. Jeff Goldblum is the cycle freak who's everywhere the action is. Barbara Harris is the would-be superstar who's running away from husband Bert Remsen, who's chasing her through the wilds of Nashville. Nashville is about a lot of things and a lot of people. See all 24 of them and the outrageous things they do in Robert Altman's Nashville. Robert Altman's Nashville. For movie lovers. The damnedest thing you ever saw. You gonna start or do you want me to yeah, start? Yeah. Or maybe we should start together at the same... Johnny, why don't you take my... Can you, if you... So what I'm suggesting is, Johnny, if you would like to introduce the segment, um, yeah, and then I'll, I'll just... Yeah, uh, I'll just um... So I'm going to have my conversation. If you want to have your conversation over at the same time, I think that's just... All right, yeah, yeah. And so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to suggest that maybe we've just watched the uh, film Nashville. Um, uh, Robert Altman film, of course. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen one of those Robert Altman films. Tends to make sure that scenes happen and lots of things happening at the same time. Sometimes you're not really sure what's going on, who you're focusing on. Sometimes characters are flying through. Sometimes there's something important in the background. You haven't quite I want to say that I think next week's episode is going to be really good. And, you know, maybe you won't hear things because she's focusing on what's happening in the front of you. Johnny, you didn't really seem to be up for the bit where you talk at the same time as me. So the overlapping dialogue sequence that I just pitched, you decided to renege on immediately. I, Thank I, you. I was just... You lack conviction and commitment. It's like you just watched a two-hour, 40-minute film, which was exhausting. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm I sure. don't know how I could suggest that would be what has just happened, though. Um, I've got the poster up because I put it up on uh, my Instagram as uh, my 108th, 7th or 8th film of wow. the year. Um, and most of those have not been episodes of the show. Yeah, that's true, actually. God. Um, a pageant of celebration, says uh, Vincent Canby of the New York Times. Dead four stars. Right? <laughs> 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 um, four, four stars highest rating, says uh, New York Daily News. Um, a completely satisfying entertainment, says Judith, Judith Christ. Judith Christ. Judith Christ. Judith Christ. Why are you saying that? From the New York magazine. Um, it seems like a lot of New Yorkers like Nashville, but a lot of Nashvilleians like New York. <laughs> the funniest epic, the funniest epic vision America of America ever to reach the screen. Says it was hilarious. New Yorker, New Yorker magazine. Uh, look at them. They're standing there. Sometimes they're having conversations about things, and sometimes they're standing there looking at people sing music. Uh, and do you know the uh, the tagline? To the on that's on the poster here. Shit just got real. <laughs> um, by the way, I figured I'd announce this news to you while we're doing this. This is okay. uh, this is how quickly Black Widow moves from May seventh to July 9th will be released in theaters and Disney Plus premier access simultaneously. Shang Chi also moves to September third. Uh, also, Disney Premier Plus as well. Or Bloody hell. So, what, what, sorry, what was the date for um, July 9th, which I think July you'll 9th. find. Vroom, vroom, vroom. That's the day where you'll become family. Ah. 
So, uh, fuck Black Widow. Yeah. I'll get um, it I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to see Rachel Weiss and David Harbour and Florence Pugh as Black Widow's family. I want to see John Cena and Helen Mirren <laughs> and Letty as Dom's family, baby. Um, Letty played by... Justice. Do you want to say the actress's name? Oh, Michelle Rodriguez. I just wanted to shout out right. Letty as a character. I don't, I don't want Michelle Rodriguez to be concerned with having to be family forever because... Michelle Rodriguez is a great actress who can perform any kind of thing. Yeah. She can be a widow if she wants to. Um, so I'll get oh, that sorry. Disney Plus then. You can do whatever you like. I'm going to be <laughs> in the cinema for a, a year watching The Far Saga, <laughs> which I assume is almost as long as Nashville. I did <laughs> I did see um, Silly World have announced they will be opening Silly in World. May, so that's good. Okay. Just in time for Sound of Metal, for some reason, to come out in cinemas, as opposed to Amazon Prime, like in America. Yeah. And in December, like in America. <laughs> um, so, oh, yeah, the, sorry, oh, the tagline. The tagline for Nashville. Um, oh, was it uh, a laugh a minute romp that New Yorkers no. love? Uh, the damnedest thing you ever saw. Damnedest thing? The damnedest thing. I don't like that swearing. Yeah. I don't like that swearing, you neither. <sighs> So, sum up uh, Nashville. What happens in Nashville? Um, well, whatever happens in Nashville, Johnny, I'll tell you something. It stays in Nashville. <laughs> okay, so uh, there's this guy, see? And uh, <laughs> he sings into a microphone sometimes. And sometimes he stands around not singing to a microphone. And there's this girl. Sometimes she sings. And sometimes she doesn't. And there's this guy. And sometimes he sits there. And sometimes he stands there. And there's this girl who sometimes she... Uh, and then there's this van, and sometimes the van is also talking. I didn't know vans could talk, but in this one, the van talks. You've not seen Transformers films? I've seen Transformers films, but the vans don't talk in the Transformers uh-huh. films. Okay. The sports cars talk and the huge trucks talk. Yeah. Well, they don't just talk. Some of them scream. One of them star screams. <laughs> uh, there, was one, there was one thing that was kind of interesting. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Do you know what the original mother box was? Go Your spark. Your spark was a box. Um, it created and destroyed life. So, was, you know, if one... anything, Transformers is part of the Justice League. I, I want to see the Autobots looked after <laughs> by the Union of the Justice League. I want Justice League Union to stand up for Autobot rights. I want to see Bumblebee representation. Um, I think was... Jazz got a raw deal, and you know why. I heard on set Joss Whedon came in and was really rude specifically to Jazz. There was, um, there was one interesting character. Uh, but oh, in Nashville, yeah, I was going to say because there's a bunch of interesting characters in Transformers. Um, and it was there's the John Turturro, there's the John girl... Malkovich, there's Francis McDormand, recently of the Roger Deakins podcast. It was the um, the girl who um, who wanted to be a singer but couldn't sing. Sudin Gay. Yes, um, she was interesting, but they didn't do anything with her. Well, they did something with her. Uh, yeah, they stripped her down. <laughs> Um, yep, they did. But, like, you know, you said yourself it would have been that that would have been an interesting character for like the TV show. <laughs> Someone who's desperate to become a big Nashville star but can't because she is just that bad at singing. Um, that's about it. So Andrew Jones, are you moving? <laughs> uh, Luca is now also going to go to Disney Plus. Oh wow. This is much more interesting than the film we just spent two two hours and 40 minutes. I don't know why they waited all this time. We could have had a conversation about uh, the fact that Luca is doing the soul thing 
You're not even going premiere. Mm. I know. So we're going to get a Merman movie on June 18th. Yeah. So a couple of weeks before. So we'll be watching, uh, what is that? Uh, is that Fury 7 at that point, I think? Probably, yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah, that'll be fun. Um, oh, I'm sorry, I meant to talk about this. Yeah. There was oh, nothing. You know, Christ, that... I mean, look, I've got, look, you're the one who likes music in this yeah. group in terms a, a, of this. A quarter of the way through this, I was thinking to myself, you know, nothing's happening. And then I was trying to think of better films when nothing happens, you know? Yeah. Um, Stuff where it is just nice to be in the world. You know, stuff like Boyhood or, um, yep, or, um, but like, like that's got a plot and stuff, you know, there is a... (laughs) Making a a joke. Yeah. Once upon a time in Hollywood. (laughs) Once upon a time in Hollywood. I was thinking that, but then I was like, well, stuff does happen. Yeah, but for the first hour and a half, that is just like, that is a hangout film, which then has an ending. (laughs) Yes. But um, Boyhood has an ending as well. True, true. He goes um, off to college and either the, he starts taking photographs and they, then he looks directly at the camera and he's looking at you after you've been looking at him for two hours and 40 minutes. He's now staring back at you and thus the universe is united and it gives you this shudder of like, oh my God, cinema means everything. I fucking love Boyhood so much. The, um, the Before Trilogy I've put in there as well. Films where nothing happens, but it's just... Oh, well, a lot of things happen in the Before Trilogy. I'll tell you something. On the third one, my heart broke. <laughs> that's true that's fair enough we're due for another one aren't we theoretically but also yeah. you know that one ends so not. beautifully even after the you know Jesse literally screams I, f- I fucking hate you and walks yeah. out and it's like oh, oh, oh no no you will sleep forever <laughs> oh, I remember going to that at the Sony picture room just watching that and almost crying. Just like, ah, this hurts. This hurts. We could have watched at least two of those, right? Oh, yeah, we could have definitely got through before Sunrise and Sunset. Yeah. <sighs> Instead, um, uh, we watched a film about music, which was barely about music, and a film about American politics of an era. Yeah. Post-Kennedy and, assassinations. And none of the music in the film was, like, uh, I've got no intention of listening to the soundtrack or anything. I've got the intention of listening to one song again, but yes. only because of the remix. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know what more to say about this. It was... Oh, boy. Um, Just, look, reading up of the... How do, I, how do you practice like, right, like, yeah, It's like, uh, hey, well, Paul Thomas Anderson took inspiration for, for Magnolia. Like, yeah, well, Magnolia has 30 plots. And like each scene has momentum and drive, and it's the mark of an artist who has absolute 100% creative control and desire, whereas this feels so ragtag. Let's just throw things out of the wall and see what sticks and just, you know, chill out and make something and just, you know, just improvise, say some things. And, uh, yeah, maybe this is a character choice. Maybe this is a moment. And it just, it just doesn't hang together whatsoever. Mm. And let me tell you, I mean, 4K, 4K wasn't good looking. No. I, I, they're, they're releasing this uh, the 4K in cinemas later in the year, and uh, it's not up there with your top tier stuff. It doesn't look as good as I watched Field of Dreams recently, and that 4K was splendid. Um, it's real com- now it's um, yeah, it's it's kind of highly regarded, isn't it? Wouldn't you say? Yep, I would say. I heard uh, that uh, four stars is the highest. Mark yes. possible was given to it by the entire state of New York. <laughs> That's true. Um, 
Now explain why it's highly regarded, please. <laughs> okay, so it's uh, it's a film in which people are uh, standing around talking and nothing happens. So people think, oh, this is experimental cinema. We like experimental cinema. It's just like Koyana Scotsy. <laughs> and if this whole film, instead of having any of that music, was just two hours, 40 minutes of someone going, Koyana Scotsy, Nashville, 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 Nashville edition, I would love it. Also, because that Nashville edition was really desperate, and I think that'd be fun to listen to it all the time. I've wanted to watch this for a good while. Right. Um, and I can't believe I, I... I don't know what I had in my head, but it wasn't this. <laughs> uh, also, uh, let's talk about... Um, Jeff Goldblum. No, Elliot Gold. Elliot Gould, sorry. Wow, could you please get his name right <laughs> at one point? You've got him Gold, and yes, he is Gold. But he is also Gould. Yeah, uh, he just popped up as himself. Uh, yep, apparently he was in town when they were filming. I was like, hey, come join us. Because Robert Altman, of course, friend of the Gould, done a couple of films together. So I was like, hey, yeah, I'll come by and do a couple of scenes for you guys. Because uh, fuck it, why not? I'm hanging out. Yeah. Same with Julie Christie. Yep, we're here. We're in town. Who cares? And no one in the film knows who Julie Christie is anyway, so I think that's a nice touch. Oh, there, were, I, there, there was at least... Uh, I think there were a couple of jokes. One joke I really enjoyed, which was uh, Winona. Is that her name? The uh, uh, right. desperate woman sleeping in the car when she yeah. performs at the uh, car the uh, track event. Yeah, I thought that was quite just a funny image of her, you know, going up to sing and then just yeah, drowned out by the car <laughs> driving past all all the time. That, I enjoyed that joke. That was a joke that landed. Now imagine if this was eighty-five minutes and had more jokes. Yes. Um, I'm just looking on the Wikipedia page to find something interesting. Um, Varela is going premier. The, uh, what's, what's going premier access? Cruella, if you want to pay extra for Cruella. Bloody which, uh, who cares about Cruella? That looks awful. They're very... They've suddenly, like, you know, they've spent ages going, no, no, we're not going to do it, we're not going to do it, and now just like, fuck it, we're going to do everything. <laughs> not going to do everything, no. Well, like, it seems Luke, like they're Luke, just rolling everything. The Marvel ones and the Disney ones, but the Pixar ones are going to stay... Well, right. yeah, but Pix- Pixar's in- free, baby. Your first taste yeah. is free. But in terms of releasing it on Disney Plus, yeah, they, they, they seem to have, you know, they, they seem to have realised there's still a fucking pandemic. Yeah, I, I don't know, guys. I don't know if you've heard about this. There's a there's a virus out there that's killed <laughs> um, over six hundred thousand people at the very least. We must have hit a million at this point in the world, right? <sighs> we could go go see Black Widow and just put it up on our phones. <laughs> Or we could watch F9, the Fast Saga, and have Black Widow on our phones, and then we smash our phones oh. during Fast Saga and go, <laughs> fuck you, this is my family, baby. <laughs> so, um, there's a, there's a, a controversy uh, segment of the Nashville film Wikipedia page. Oh, okay, it's the controversy that people went to the film expecting a film, <laughs> and uh, what they got was that. The film was widely despised. Did, did it have? Yeah, I'm sure it was. Did it have like a huge riot? It's like the Warriors because it was, it, gangs were like, yeah, um, yeah. She, 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 the wife of the guy died, and he's crying, and no one cares about him anymore. And we're we're rioting because this is the, our favorite part of this film. The um, that scene. <laughs> the film was widely despised by the mainstream country music community at the time of its release. Many artists believed it ridiculed their talent and sincerity. Altman felt, Altman felt they were mad because uh, he 
chose not to use their music in favour of letting actors compose their own material. However, he stated the movie has since become popular uh, in the city among more recent generations. Really? Wow. Um, the film garnered further attention in 1980 due to its climactic shooting scene of Barbara Jean. Oh, yeah. That... oh yeah, at the end of the film, suddenly someone decides to assassinate someone because, uh, yeah, no, the plot. Yeah. As it predated but eerily mirrored what would be the, what would be the merger of John Lennon. Mm. I do not recall her saying, hey, I've been in bed for a year with my husband. And now I'm on the uh, balcony hanging out or just going outside signing autographs of the Dakota. Do you like yeah. me? Hey, I'm in New in York. In-, in an interview on uh, the 2000 DVD release, um, Altman remarks that after Lennon's death, reporters questioned the, the director about Nashville and its harbinger of the assassination of a music star. He says, when John Lennon got assassinated, I get a call immediately from the Washington Post. Every and they time said, John Lennon gets assassinated. <laughs> and they said... Do you feel responsible for this? And I said, how did you find out? Um, what do you mean responsible? He escaped Gosford Park for a year after that. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, you're the one that predicted there would be a political assassination of a star. And I said, well, I don't feel responsible. But I said, but I don't feel, but don't you feel responsible for not heeding my warning? The statement here is these people are not assassinated because of their ideas or what they do. They're assassinated to draw attention to the assassin. And in political assassinations, in their sort of warped minds, they know that they're going to have a certain amount of people who said, that son of a bitch, the politician, should have been shot. Um, Because that, because there's no, there's such heat about it. uh, But actually what they are doing is killing somebody who's in the public eye and is some sort of Nikon, because this feeling, uh, because this feeling that by doing that, um, by by doing that, committing this that assassination, they draw the attention to themselves and they make themselves consequently important. Um, uh, and it's no surprise to me, the Lenin assassination, because this is what all that is, and I don't think we have seen the end of it e- either. And that's a direct quote from Robert Altman. Yeah. That was almost as long as natural. <laughs> and almost as incoherent. So uh, it seems like he's got a type. Yep. Um... It won a BAFTA for Best Soundtrack. He won for Best Director at the Cartagena Film Festival. (laughs) (laughs) New York Film Citics. Oh, they loved it. I heard the New York Film Critics loved it. They gave it four stars. The highest rating. (laughs) Um, Lily Tomlin won awarded for Best Supporting Actress. For what? She waved her hands a bunch of times. Plans were discussed for a sequel. Set 12 years later and titled Nashville 12. Um, oh, and the most... They just scrapped it and called it This Is England 90 instead. <laughs> and most of the original players agreed to appear in the script for the sequel. Lily Tomlin's cam- character, Linnea, is running for political office. And Barnett, now managing Connie White and obsessed with a Barbara Jean impersonator. Um, it's regarded as his... As Altman's magnum opus, no. as well as one of the greatest films of all time. Okay, who said that? Is that New York? Can we um, uh, excise New York from the whole <laughs> of the critics, please? AMC. I've got some New York critic friends, but uh, guys, fucking... In 92, no. it was selected for preservation in the United States National Film Registry. Shit. Two hours and 40 minutes. 
<laughs> two hours and forty minutes of that, but they could they did, couldn't get Die Hard in there until like two years ago. Jesus. Um, by the Library of Congress as being culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. Is it aesthetically important? No. Is in it culturally important? Did you find it was culturally important to your ways of uh, loving Israel? Right. No. Oh, okay, oh, we no. can get back into this. Um, in 2007, it was uh, ranked in uh, AFI's 100 Years, 100 Movies, 10th Anniversary Edition. No, list. there's been a lot Guess more than 100 number? movies. Guess what number? Uh, two? No, God. I've got a bad feeling it's in at least single digits. No, no, no. fortunately not. 69, it's 69. Oh, it's you're shaking away. Me. It's 79. No. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, the song I'm Easy was named the 81st best song of all time by the American Film Institute. Um, in uh, 2013, Entertainment Weekly ranked it in the greatest films in history. Guess what number? 69. No. Two. Nine. Sorry, what? <laughs> I'm number... saying German. Number. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. He did kill John Lennon. <laughs> it's Nashville. all there. It's like. It's like. The Shining is revealing that Kubrick did the bloody space landings. I've seen Room 237. This um, is what's going on again. And last but not least, ranked 14th in BBC's 2015 list of the 100 greatest American films. Okay, now just as important, uh, set your alarm, more priority tickets released tomorrow from O2 UK. Do you want to know what they've got for me? Go on. They've got Westlife. Oh. RuPaul's Drag Race UK. Okay. Rag and Bone Man. Right. Tom Odell. Right. Jake Bug, two Gs. Mm, okay. Metronomy. Right. Wolf Alice. Okay. Jacob Collier. Right. And more. I mean, they all uh, sound more interesting just, than the Nashville just, film. Just like the, the, the highlights of culture. Wouldn't mm. you want to have seen Wolf Alice in Nashville? Just ripping apart people like... I'm assuming Wolf Alice is actually a literal wolf that comes (laughs) and destroys humanity as it should be destroyed for creating a cultural milestone like Nashville and saying, here, this is aesthetically or, you know, narratively important. Uh, Apparently this was the first film Altman directed over which he had total control. I'm just trying to find... Some interesting thing. Gary Busey was originally going to play Tom and wrote the song Since You've Gone. Since you've film. been Tom. <laughs> <laughs> um, Wait, which 11, one? 11 which Golden. Was Tom? Um, the one that was on the phone to that woman that was married and he kept saying, I want to see you and stuff, I think. That was him. He's Carradine. Uh, yes. Um, That's probably why Gary Busey wanted to play him. He's easy. <laughs> um... 11 Golden Globe nominations remains the most for a single film. Apparently. <laughs> like all the supporting nominations, I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah, it, it also received four nominations in a single acting category. It was <laughs> and remains unprecedented for major film award shows. It kind, of, kind of should be, you know? Yeah. Also, get rid of, you know, gender bias and performance in categories. Yes. Why, why, why do we have to binary up our performance categories what about Names those the best, 
Best Film of 1975 by both Gene Siskel and Robert, Roger Ebert. Both of them? Both we gave of it two them. thumbs up? Apparently so. Well, I've just watched their uh, worst films of two... Uh, well, Ebert's worst films of 2004, because I was watching Chronicles of Riddick thinking, I wonder if Ebert did a TV review of that. And <laughs> I went through the whole of the 2004. You know what? He didn't give it worst films. He just never talked about it. <laughs> Uh, that film's unwatchable. Um, George Seagal. So he liked it better than he liked Catwoman or White Chicks. <laughs> Who would have guessed? Um, George yeah, George Seagal had a cameo as himself, but it was cut. We could um, have had Gould and Seagal together again. Yeah. At least um, one of them's um, currently on a sitcom. The other one was on a sitcom for 13 episodes before that one got cancelled. Am I right? Am I right, Mulaney? Remember Mulaney? I'm desperately I'm desperately looking for John Mulaney's something interesting. Which was, uh, <laughs> it had funny jokes, but it had no personality to it. It literally was Seinfeld. Um, yeah, that's, that's... <laughs> yeah, sure. Cause that that's, all, that's all I've got about Nashville. I'm done. Okay, your experiences with Nashville, the place. Right. Where are, where are you when you went there? What what did you feel? Um, joy, happiness, love. I mean, but like as a beating heart, did the city did it have a personality to you? Is what I'm asking. It did. Yes. Yeah. Could you I, one describe of the, it in any way? One of the big memories I have is um, walking down their sort of main street mm. and um, just hearing all the music coming from all sides, from all the different uh, bars. Stress out. Yes, but it was like they were all like um, competing to get your attention, okay. and it just it felt amazing. Like you just been stood on the sidewalk, uh, not pavement sidewalk, um, and just kind of just hearing it all around you. It just it was just such a nice feeling. Um, this gave me nothing. Um, the Nashville TV show gives me more, and I I think you'll agree with that. It gives you more. Um, I tell you what, it does give me. Go on. Give me wrong song. Yes. And that song is coming through my speakers. <laughs> um, but I've got to tell you, it's this one's about the liars and the cheaters. <laughs> and unlike unlike a lot of the songs in this one, this ain't no uh, feel good. Everything was it? I messed up. Ain't no. Oh, I can't remember. Am I? This ain't no uh, feel good sing along. All right. <laughs> um, I also it also gave us um the barback bluebird bluebird barback bungalow boys. Bluebird barback bungalow boys. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you had characters in it. That's 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 got characters. It's amazing how many characters you can put into a movie and then still not have a single character in a movie. Yes. They're, they're oh like God. no personality, no personalities. I don't even know who the character like you said the names. The, yeah. Well, I mean, Serene Gay because they kept mentioning her. She kept being introduced. Yeah, but I barely remember that until you say it, and I'm like, oh yeah. Yeah, but, that's because it was like five times, and it was subtitled, so I could and, read it. And Elliot Gould. Yeah, Elliot Gould. I mean, and Julie Christie, we know because yeah, they're literally that's just them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> something Hamilton was. Uh, yeah, it was a Hamilton. Was that. Henry Gibson's character? Kept making me think. Oh, c- couldn't tell you who Ned Beatty's character was called. I'm assuming it wasn't Lex Luthor's number two in this one. 
But it could be. We don't know that actually uh, whatever Walker guy he was trying to shill for wasn't actually just uh, G- Gene Hackman in disguise thinking, I'm going to go and run for Congress and then I'm going to sip some of Granny's peach tea and see how that goes. Superman will never think to <laughs> integrate himself into politics. Nothing could go wrong. Um, shall I ask you the question first? You should you ask me the me? question. Do I do I sip on Granny's peach tea? The answer is no, I don't. Obviously. What kind of sick person do you think I am? You I... can't unring that bell. Johnny, you can't unring that bell. Are you, we know um... this. <laughs> I got it. I got it yeah. in. Again, I got it in. We know this. Um, are you mad? That, are you movie mad for uh, Nashville? Because I, I know the answer to that one. I see you. You're, you're doing. Uh, what are you going to do? It's uh, it's like John Mulaney on SNL. It's a switcheroo. <laughs> are you movie mad for Nashville? Uh, the movie I now own on 4K to <laughs> iTunes, but it was like yeah, five dollars, I think. Right. Five quid I paid. Uh, surprisingly, uh, this might come a shock. I am movie man for this. I think this is one of the greatest films of all time. I give it four stars, which is my highest rating. And uh, I am now moving to New York as a snob. No, no, I, uh, um, I would rather, you know, what I rather watch. I'd rather watch The Great Escape again. That was good. That was yeah. ten minutes long, That's twelve fine. minutes longer. And you would know, you watch, things um, happened. Would you watch the? Drone would you watch again? Chicken Run three times instead? Yes. Would, would you watch the drone again? Would you watch um, uh, Grimstone again? No. What <laughs> if it was a choice between these two films? You well, have at to least I can fall asleep to this one. <laughs> Nothing happens, whereas that one was just active misery. This is just emptiness, which I can be like, oh, I don't fucking care. So, are you are you mad that you watched Nashville? I am mad that I watched this film because uh, it's a waste of uh, everything. It's a waste of cast. It's a waste of Scott Glenn. Fucking Scott Glenn in this, <laughs> and, and a fake Matt Damon, which made me think because I've been watching the uh, the Bourne films for some unknown reason. Right. Like, well, Scott Glenn turns up in a couple of those. <laughs> and of course, you know what if uh, what if young Scott Glenn tried to kill weird Matt Damon, and suddenly, <laughs> right now we're on a Bourne movie, and whilst those films are boring, they do not succeed. They do not exceed. Sorry, two <laughs> hours and fifteen minutes. So, and whatever happens, at least the action sequences involve people. Yeah, with books trying to slam each other in the face with other books. Hardbacks usually trying to break their necks. <laughs> and if someone broke someone's neck with a book in Nashville, that's something. We have a car crash and it's boring. How do you make two, two God, car yeah. crashes? Two car crashes and it's boring. God. This ain't John Wick. This ain't a feel good sing-along. <laughs> John, are you movie man for Nashville? Uh, surprisingly, not. Yeah. Oh, oh, Twist. You know what? I thought you were coming at me, and then you turned out <laughs> twist. You twisted. Yeah, I'm not moving. You, you were coming on me instead. It was different. <laughs> Why am I so? It's because I haven't seen a human being who yeah. isn't in the family for a year, and I just I I, I fucking hate everything in this world. <laughs> <laughs> what I end up watching is two hours and forty minutes of Nashville oh, after Jesus. two hours of Be Cool. So yeah. uh, it's been uh, not good times hanging out with. Are you mad? Are you... Are you movie mad? I'm not movie mad. Are you mad that you watched some Nashville? I'm not, because that would uh, involve having any feelings towards this at all, and it's just it's just taken all my feelings away. But what I will say is it's that free this is um is I would have to say probably the worst film we've watched 
since we started this podcast. That is a bold statement because you always rib me on a New York Winter Tale, which has personality. <laughs> yeah, I, I it think... has personality and idea, and is shorter and silly. I think this has topped a New York Winter Tale for me. New York Winter Tale was fun. He rips a guy's mouth off. You know what? Maybe I'll watch it again. Maybe a I'll stick, watch a, basically, it. a stick figure says, "That's the girl. Find her." And immediately, the next shot is a guy finding her <laughs> from that picture or that blood picture stick man figure. <laughs> Um, yeah, this this uh, is probably the worst film we've watched. Peter Lee, how many about... how many films have we watched now? About two hundred um, fifty or so. Well, if you exceed, if you're looking at the bonuses and the commentary, yeah. over two hundred fifty films. Bloody hell! This show. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> kill us now. <laughs> um, where can we find you to? Uh... <laughs> oh, um, well, you can find me. Surprisingly, not in Nashville anymore. That's uh-huh. it. I say I'm done. No, no. This, this is the announcement. This is the end of uh, everything. I'm I'm locked down at home, and you can't come and get me. <laughs> you can never get me. Never gonna get it. Never gonna get it. But uh, I'm on Twitter at Ethan Runt, so you can tell me, hey, I'm cool. <laughs> oh, I'm not cool because I don't like your favorite film. I guess if you like this film, and you're in New York, and if you're not in New York, you like this film. I've got a place for you to go. One to hell, two New York. <laughs> Choose which direction, which. Uh, or do you want to have them? At go? least the lights will inspire them. Um, I'm sorry, what? I said at least the lights will inspire them. Where? In New York. The concrete jungle. <laughs> um, oh, what's that? Oh, you can find me. Thanks oh, where dreams are made. <laughs> uh, you can where find can me. Find you? I was trying to finish the bit first. <laughs> sorry. You can find me at... Uh, so ADD, you might as well be a character in the first The Fast and the Furious, based on Fast Fridays, which is coming soon. Um, you can find me at, are you, at movie underscore mad. Are you Twitter. at movie underscore mad? <laughs> at movie underscore mad on Twitter and on Instagram. Got to get the Instagram. Movie, movie mad on um, Letterboxd. I don't know why I keep putting that out there now. Because but... you want to push that. I'm at yeah. e- Ethan Runt on Letterboxd, because that's what I do. I write some funny stuff there. Do you yeah. want to join us see if I've got any new ones, do you reckon? Um, oh, I can grab my phone. Hold on. Oh, I'm asking because I'm going to see myself. Oh, right. <laughs> I wrote a review. I got one for Sound for... of Metal. Did I re- read my Sound of Metal one? No. Slow tempo, no hook. <laughs> and another round? Okay. So Sound of Metal with one and a half stars. Another round, four stars. Best superhero origin story of 2021 so far. Interesting. There's one I watched recently where... Oh, uh, Purple Rain. Purple Rain? I, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, and I said that it was... Um, uh, his best acting was when he's up on stage. Um, and when you say his, you mean Morris Day? <laughs> the artist formerly known as Prince. Um, and as soon as he comes off stage, it's back to stilted dialogue and... Right, now you say or, he's formerly known as Prince because he's dead, right? Yes. Yeah. We just call him the corpse. <laughs> the purple corpse. Um, what's, um, <laughs> what's next week's film? How are we going to bring this back around? <laughs> Look, we've done March. Yeah. March was mostly bees. And one in. <laughs> this was the month I was trying to talk about during the Brave one when I got mixed oh, up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, did, we did some double bills. We did two westerns. We did two music films. Um, next month, uh, it's pretty much chill comedies because okay. next week we're going to watch a parody film. 
Ooh, interesting. How would you feel before they started doing those uh, date movies and disaster movies? Oh, scary movies? After, but after they started doing airplanes and naked guns. Right. Uh, I'm just looking at the episode planner now because I, haven't, I can't remember. I think this is the first time we're dealing with the National Lampoon. Oh, yes. Yes. Exciting times. But we're not going on a vacation just yet because uh, we can't, so... Right. Get Why can't we? Oh, right, yeah. Lockdown. Yeah. Unless we've got, like, a second house, we can't go on vacation, according to the government mm-hmm. who decided the Stanley Johnson rule. <laughs> That's good to know. It's genuinely yeah. good to know that our government is uh, formed on uh, rich elitism. Mm-hmm. And so is the uh, New York Critics Association. <laughs> <laughs> That's their highest rating, is rich elitism. <laughs> Well, until uh, until next week, I suppose. Yeah, I, I mean, do how many characters do you reckon we could have packed into this episode if we started doing characters as this character podcast? Mm, more than Nashville. More than Nashville, but any of them interesting? More than Nashville. More than Nashville. Are You Movie Mad is part of the Podnose Network, the UK's leading independent entertainment podcasting network, produced and edited by Andrew Jones, executive producer George Grimwood. To find out more about Podnose's network, go to www.podnose.com.